Welcome to the Startup Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Nick O'Neill, and this is episode number seven. Today I'm speaking with Laura Roeder of LKR Social Media and now Edgar, a new social media marketing tool. I brought Laura onto the show because in addition to being a master of social media and email marketing, I was impressed with how she sold a bunch of customers on her SaaS product without a formal launch. I'm really excited to chat with Laura, so let's get started. How's it going, Laura? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm doing great. So before we dive into all of your incredible marketing strategies that you have, I wanted to find out a little bit about you. How about you share with me real quick, what is Edgar? It's a new project you're working on. Yeah. Edgar is a brand new social media automation and social media content management tool. And the content management part is the really unique part. You know, at my company, we've seen that obviously when you write a new blog post, you don't want to just promote it once. Or even when you have a great tweet, you know, you send it out at 7 a.m., only a tiny percentage of your audience is seeing it. So we were creating these giant spreadsheets full of our social media updates. It, it became sort of obvious, shouldn't the social media scheduling tools also have a library to store all of your social media updates? So you have them all in one place and they can be automatically reused with smart timing. So that's what Edgar does for you. And for those that don't know you, uh, for my listeners, you, you actually have another company called LKR Social Media. Yeah, so my background is in social media, well, first a little consulting and then quickly evolved into social media training. Um, so Edgar was really a natural extension. We were training small businesses on, on how to do effective social media marketing. And then we just made software to do what we were teaching so that the software can do it and you don't have to do it manually anymore. And so for all the listeners that, that are out there, I, I brought on Laura because she has she's a seems to be a master of a lot of things with uh, when it comes to social media and marketing. But one thing that you've done incredibly well is actually actually email marketing. So let's uh, talk a little bit about that. And uh, specifically, you've actually implemented a pretty unique strategy to launching Edgar. You want to share with us what that is? Yeah, so we've had some great, you know, at the time I'm recording this, we haven't even had our official launch yet. And we already have over 100 paying users, which that kind of blew me away. I'm super proud of that. And I think our email marketing strategy is a huge part of that. And the biggest thing that we're doing differently, which sounds really obvious, but I see so few SaaS companies do it, is you can't just go to our homepage and sign up for Edgar. Instead, when you go to our homepage, we have a call to action that's request an invitation for Edgar, which means that we have your email address and means we can follow up with you. Uh, and it actually works really well because while we're launching, we've been We've been rolling out invites in small batches so that we can meet out the people and we can test different things out. And, and we have been testing out different email marketing strategies. So I know like it almost doesn't sound like a tip. I'm basically saying like do email marketing, but just using this sort of request and invite framework is a really, really easy way for any SaaS company to go from not collecting email addresses to collecting the email of, of everyone who's interested. Yeah, this is a strategy I've seen time and time again, but primarily through people who are selling information products. But uh, using it for a SaaS company makes a ton of sense. Were you sending, uh, in terms of acquiring these people, were all these emails that came through your existing email newsletter? Yeah, so far we haven't done any kind of bigger promotion of Edgar. Obviously, I have a huge advantage because I've been building up a business and an email list for the past five years of small business owners who are interested in social media. Um, so I already had an existing list to launch to, but we haven't 
promoted, we're keeping them separate. Like we're not really doing Edgar promo to that list. We're just mentioning it in our newsletter. We want to make sure that if you're receiving promo for Edgar, it's because you wanted to. And that's the other thing about request and invitation. Like you're not just getting people who are sort of vaguely interested in online marketing or social media the way you do. I, I also do a lot of content marketing where it's like sign up for this webinar, get this free report. And you really have no idea if those people are buyers. You know, you know that they're like vaguely interested in Facebook marketing. If your call to action is sign up to buy Edgar, <laughs> you know that they're pretty interested in buying Edgar and they probably won't mind if you follow up with more information about what they signed up for. That makes a lot of sense. One thing I'm actually wondering, which is uh, not specific, specifically a strategy here, but I'm sort of wondering uh, about your business is you have uh, a separate educational business and then you have this product. Do you plan on, and I'm sure you're just waiting to see how everything goes, but is part of your overall strategy here is to focus on uh, building out uh, a SaaS business as your primary revenue channel and move off of education at all? Or are you going to keep building out the education side of things? You know, they really complement each other uh, really well. I do think that in the future, you know, Edgar's gone really great so far. We'll see what happens. But I could see in the future transitioning more of the education to probably be more just free lead gen, free content and stuff like that. Probably focus a little less on moving our paid products uh, and use the education side of the business as more just attracting people who might be interested in, in learning more about Edgar. I could definitely see that happening. That's awesome. So basically, you've profitably built a marketing platform for yourself that you can now use to build other businesses in this case, Edgar. Yeah. I mean, it definitely shows you the value of, of kind of the long-term, you know, slow and steady. I've been sending out a newsletter every single Wednesday for the past like five and a half years now. I haven't missed a single Wednesday. You know, it's like just slow and steady hard work. But over time, you've built up this great audience that, yeah, then you have so many, so many options with what you can do with your business. So you'll be an overnight success after five and a half right. years. <laughs> exactly. Okay, cool. So another thing that you mentioned at the beginning on our pre-call was figuring out the purpose of an email. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of people try to throw everything into a marketing email where they're thinking, okay, I want to bond with this person and I want to educate this person and I want them to learn more about what I'm selling and I want them to actually buy the thing that I'm selling. Maybe I've got, yeah, some kind of webinar that I want them to sign up for. And they get sort of nervous. I think that the email is their, is their one shot and they put it all in there. Um, but if there's anything you want the user to click on in the email, which there usually is, you know, some emails are just solely for the purpose of like, spreading content or forming a good relationship. And that's great to focus on that. But many emails, you want the user to take action. If you want the user to take action, don't bury that and just make it all about curiosity. You know, I just think like if I'm ever not sure what to do in marketing, I always go for the curiosity angle. It just, it always works 100% of the time. People can't resist it. So I've been using that a lot in my emails, just make the whole email click this link to find out what it is, basically putting a little curiosity in there. And, and think about it. If your goal is to drive people to click the link, why do you need to put anything else in your email, but whatever your strongest power is to get them to click that link? One thing that I'm wondering about here actually is in terms of building an email list, I don't know, you know currently how your 
distribution is based on getting leads that are going to purchase products versus just getting people who want to be educated on social media marketing and other marketing strategies for free. It, is your email newsletter, is it really heavily focused on the transaction element? No, definitely not. And I mean, the vast majority of our list are not buyers as, you know, I, I think, I hope <laughs> would be normal in any list. I mean, I think, I mean, we run these numbers occasionally, like maybe like 5% of our whole email list has purchased. Um, and I would consider that a pretty normal number. But, you know, something you have to realize is that there's also all the people that are going to help get other people to purchase from you. You know, and, and I remember that's something that I didn't understand and that frustrated me in the beginning of my business. I remember I was starting out and I would see on Twitter, like there were all these people that would always retweet everything I was saying. You know, they'd write in their blog about my business, but they wouldn't buy anything. They would just, you know, read the blog, do all the free stuff. And I'm like, oh, these people are driving me crazy. I know they like what I'm putting out and they're not buying. And then I realized it's it's more valuable to have someone retweeting and blogging than it is for them to make one purchase, you know, so I try not to stress too much about, okay, what percent are actually buying because a, a lot of the other percent are basically fueling my marketing machine by sharing what I do on social media. That makes a lot of sense. I was just discussing this with a company yesterday who uh, they wanted to boost their lead volume. And the person who was actually working as their marketing person internally currently uh, was saying, but we want qualified leads. And I was saying, well, you actually just want people who are going to read your content and then share it with others because they'll help you find new customers. Right. And, and obviously, it depends on your industry. If you're doing some like really specific kind of long term sale, you know, maybe that you only need to reach like five people a year and maybe doing this more widespread content marketing isn't really the best strategy for you. But if you have certainly if you have a B2C business or if you have like my business is kind of a B2C ish B2B. I mean, we're B2B technically because we sell to business owners, but we have very B2C type of marketing practices because we're not doing we're not doing traditional sales. You know, there's no sales team at our business. Like there's no one that will give you a sales presentation that, that doesn't exist. Um, so for anyone in that kind of world, I think it's very smart to have a lot of people in your audience that aren't buying, but, but are helping further your marketing. One other thing that I'm actually personally curious about is you have a lot of landing pages designed for promoting courses and other things like that. I'm wondering, do all those people then get funneled onto the weekly newsletter list as well? Yeah, the weekly newsletter is my, it's my kind of bread and butter. So when you sign up, and like I said, the LKR social media and Edgar are separate. So like when you sign up for Edgar, you're not going to get the LKR newsletter. But anything in the LKR universe, which is which is extensive at this point, um, if you sign up for anything, yeah, you're you're also going to get those Wednesday weekly newsletter emails. So one thing that you actually mentioned, which was unique in terms of the process of promoting Edgar was trying to filter out the people who were not going to buy. Mm. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So like I mentioned with Edgar, our email marketing strategy is a little bit different because like I said, we're not, we're not, I mean, I'm sure in the future we'll, we're going to do more content marketing around Edgar, but we really haven't done that now. It's very specific. It's like request your invitation. So that email list is people who are interested to some degree in buying Edgar. And that's, that's who we're focused on in the early stages, especially you know, we're testing um, different emails and different sequences for getting people 
to try Edgar out. So in one of our emails now, I think it's one that you get like after you've gotten a few more. Like I said, also, we are rolling it out in batches. So we have batches of people and then, you know, we try to get them to sign up and then we move on to the next batch. So I added this little PS to the email that's like, by the way, if, if you have if you have no interest in signing up for Edgar, you know, if you looked through our materials, you thought you might be interested, but you're not now, uh, please unsubscribe so that we can pass your spot along to someone else. And I think, I think that's kind of powerful marketing because one, I mean, yeah, if they have decided like that, they're so not in Edgar, like just sure, get off the list, you know, and it really helps to create that scarcity feeling of like, okay, we have spots. We're trying to give them to people who want them. So don't take up somebody else's spot. And I think if you want a spot, it kind of motivates you to be like, oh, I better, I better jump on this. They're trying to get rid of the people, <laughs> you know, that aren't, that aren't serious. I, I love that approach. Do you think you'll actually keep this sort of invitation only landing page style for the foreseeable future? I really think we will because it's such a good way to get people's email addresses. I mean, obviously the downside is that you're getting a much smaller percent than you do with content marketing. You know, with content marketing, you can create a landing page and have like 60% of the people who hit the page sign up for the free report and then continue to market to them request an invite, obviously it's a smaller percentage, a more specific group, but you can combine the two. Um, and I just don't see why you wouldn't collect email addresses. The only downside is, I guess, if someone's really excited to sign up instantly and, you know, they don't want to go through the hurdle of putting in their email address and then, and then waiting a little bit for their invitation to come around, I guess they would be put off. But, you know, we're talking about a business tool for scheduling social media, not like a lollipop that you want to eat right now or like you're not interested tomorrow so I think it kind of makes sense so you're saying people aren't like banging on your house right now being like <laughs> give me access to Edgar right but then it is really fun right and it creates that great buzz to people who are excited because we have been getting uh, social media messages and emails from people being like okay I signed up you know now I'm waiting to get my invitation like how do I how do I jump the line how do I get it right now well, you definitely did start with the mysterious launch and you were talking about uh, the curiosity factor. Uh, that definitely was something that I noticed in your emails leading up to Edgar, uh, which was we're working on this secret thing, but sign up here to find out more, you know, as we move towards the launch type of thing. Yeah, we've also been a little subtle. I mean, a little less so now. But when we first started mentioning Edgar, we didn't say that it was our tool, like in the LKR social media newsletter, we were just like, hey, we're using, because we have a little section of the tools that we use in our office. Um, so it was just one of the tools, like, hey, here's what we're using for our social media now. So actually a lot of people have been like, oh my God, you guys, like you guys made Edgar, it's yours. Um, and it's just fun to have those little pieces of mystery to kind of like get people talking about it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So one other thing that I'm sort of wondering about here is in terms of, is from the entrepreneurial side, which is you started building this product. Were you building it just for internal use initially? No, I mean, that was kind of our worst case scenario. <laughs> you know, we always knew, we always knew that we wanted to sell it, but we figured, okay, if no one else is interested in buying this, like at least we'll have a tool that's solving this problem we have at our own company. But, you know, it's just, I think it's, it's sort of an obvious idea storing a library of your social media updates. So we felt pretty good that people would buy it. We thought there might be some confusion in what it does, which actually we've had much less than I anticipated because it's a little bit of a new paradigm. Like you load up a lot of your content at once, which a lot of people are used to doing just one update at a time. 
but a, a lot of people have gotten on board with the idea and we've gotten very few questions from people who just like don't understand the concept. So I, you know, I guess we did a good job explaining it on our website, but yeah, we figure, okay, if worse comes to worse, we'll just use this for ourselves. If no one wants to buy it. You know, I think that's sort of how every developer thinks when they're building something. I guess what I'm just thinking about is, you know, a lot of people start a project and I've even met with other startups out here in San Francisco who are building a project and they go all the way to the point where they have something that they're ready to start selling. How comprehensive would you say the product is right now in terms of your vision? So I, that's like the, I, that's, I think, definitely the eternal struggle when you're building software. And that's something, so I'm, I'm very, very lucky in that my husband is a Ruby on Rails developer. <laughs> I was able to get him to build Edgar for me. And he's not just a developer, but someone um, who has a lot of experience building, building software and SaaS and stuff like that. Obviously, he does Rails. Uh, and I had no experience. So that's something that he's helped me understand a lot is that, that like, you just have to make it live as soon as possible, like even when it's killing you. So we first started, our first beta testers were probably like three or four months after we had started building. And then our first paid customers, maybe like five months after. So, you know, we just knew we needed to make a product that was usable. There are certainly more things we can add. Like right now we don't have Google Plus on there because we find that's, kind of peripheral for a lot of people. It's not really core to their strategy, but you know, it's one of the major networks that you want to hit if you have a social media scheduling tool. Uh, analytics is another big one. I think getting smarter analytics will be really crucial to Edgar's success. Right now we have it integrated with Bitly, so you can see all your data in Bitly, um, you know, before we build out, build out our own in-house thing. But then there's other things when you start getting users that you see that you like obsessed over that like no one, no one notices and no one cares. So yeah, so you're building up Edgar and that seems to be going phenomenal. I'm just wondering, uh, because it's back to the sort of validation. In this case, you were just like, screw it, we're going to take a risk on this. Yeah, we didn't do the traditional validation thing at all. <laughs> we really didn't do it at all. But you know what? We kind of had a different version because... We, our training company has a training course called Social Brilliant that, that teaches kind of the Edgar strategy specifically, like Social Brilliant is specifically about social media content planning and building out the spreadsheet of your content and how to reuse it and how often to reuse it. And so because a lot of people who went through that course were really happy and really successful using that methodology, we kind of knew, okay, if you put that methodology into a software. So you're making it even easier for people, you know, like we've made it sort of hard. You have to build this complicated spreadsheet and still they're using it and they're getting good results. So I think that was kind of our version of validation, but we didn't, you know, call people, ask them what they thought about the software, ask them how much they would pay for it, do the, you know, you create like keynote where it's pretend software and ask people to click through it. We didn't, we didn't do any of that stuff. So this would be the benefit of a sort of, in this case, a content first uh, business. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah, that's exactly what it is. One other thing that I'm wondering about is in terms of having a content first business in this case, which has been, as you just said, five and a half years in the making, what is the process that you go through in terms of growing that? I mean, what was your single source or the best source of growing that audience? Uh, social media, you know, we, we practice what we preach. Um, we are massive social media marketers for 
our own company that that was one of my first moves for Edgar and we're not even we're not even really doing so consistent social marketing with Edgar yet but as soon as we decided on the name and and the branding it's like okay get the Facebook account going get the Twitter account going um we've already been really active on Twitter I just Twitter in particular is just the way to connect with influencers, to connect with journalists, to connect with anyone you want to connect to. To me, it's crazy to be launching a company and not be really active on Twitter and connecting with those people on Twitter as one of your first moves. Um, so we're definitely doing that with Edgar. So all along the way, it's, you know, content marketing, social media marketing, which, which go hand in hand, you know, my company's not funded. So we've never had big advertising budgets. Um, now we do some Facebook advertising for LKR social media, we won't do it for a while for Edgar. So for the first three years, you know, it, it was all free marketing for the company. That's awesome. And so the last question I have for you is, how did you come up with the name Edgar? So the name Edgar, so I have these little like, I'm all, you know, like most entrepreneurs, I have like lots of ideas and lots of little pet projects that I'm always working on that, that don't turn into anything. And so you have to call them something, you know, because like we're, I have small teams, we talk about them within the team. And so we just started this thing where we'll call them weird old people names. Like we had another one called Harriet that never went anywhere. Um, so this one we started calling Edgar. And then when I would chat to friends about it or just, you know, people outside the company, I noticed that my friends would always remember that name. So if I had lunch with a friend and I was kind of tell them, oh, I'm thinking about this, I'm working on this. And the next time I saw them, they'd be like, so how'd Edgar go? Like, what's happening with Edgar? And I'm like, that's interesting that the name stuck in their head. Um, and I just found that it really stuck in my head too. So when we tried to go through the naming process, we just we couldn't come up with anything better, basically. Um, and we thought Edgar would really be unusual enough to kind of catch people's attention. Uh, so, I mean, you know, you can never tell if a name is really helping or hurting you. You never really know, but so far, so good, I guess. It's definitely a unique name, but if Edgar is listening and you're young, I'm sorry. <laughs> so if uh, someone wants to get in touch with you or uh, connect with you online, what's the best way? Twitter. I love Twitter. So I'm, I'm LKR on Twitter. Uh, the Edgar account is meet Edgar on Twitter. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. Yeah. Thank you. Listeners. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this week's podcast. And I look forward to seeing you next week.
keep the good times rolling And now I'm never letting stop